So it's been, what, a little over a week since our our performance against a pretty decent UCF Knights team. Were you surprised by the game? I mean, going into it, how did you feel? Well, as I mentioned in our last conversation, I I, I felt this team was the this UCF team was dangerous. I felt that it was a dangerous game. It was in Florida and uh, you know, us coming off of, you know, still, uh, even though we got a win against San Diego state, it, I just, I was wondering how motivated our team would be for this game. Um, and I just felt like UCF was a, was a dangerous team, a very athletic team, uh, a quarterback that had the, the, you know, second most yards per game in the entire country, the type of quarterback that usually is very um, difficult for us to defend, not only can throw, but is very athletic and can run. So I was a little bit worried about the game going into it, but wow. I mean, that first half was unbelievable. I mean, we dominated, uh, I think a very good UCF team. And on both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball. I mean, it was just, I think we scored on our first five uh, out of six possessions. Zach Wilson was, again, just unbelievable and showed why he very well may be the second pick quarterback taken in the draft. He was unbelievable. I mean, his 26 of 34 for 424, 25 yards, uh, three touchdown passes, and he and he did most of that in the first half. I mean, he had I think 330 yards at halftime. He had three touchdowns uh, through the air and and two on the ground, and just looked like, quite frankly, the 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 first or second best quarterback in the country. Yeah, I I I, I you know I, I watch a lot of college football. I would say he's the second best. And I know he doesn't have, you know, the argument with him is, is, is always going to be, well, the competition isn't as high and yeah. you know, uh, yeah, sure. I, and I understand that. I get that. Um, I, I do think that Trevor Lawrence is without question, the best quarterback out there. I, I've seen him play for a couple of years and I, I, I would pick him first, yeah. but even with lower competition, when you can pinpoint the pass, throw it to the right place, make the, the, the throw from the left hash mark to the out of bounds on the right side uh, to the flat. You know, when you have touch on a long ball, you know, we've had a lot of quarterbacks that could sling the ball with a good arm. I, I remember uh, uh, watching Jake heaps. He had a great arm. And as long as he was throwing a dart, like on a slant, yeah. it was beautiful. He'd knock it in there every time because he knew how to time a ball that he was throwing his hardest, mm -hmm. right? Straight as an arrow. But as soon as he had to loft the ball and throw it over a shoulder or to, 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 to the opposite shoulder or, you know, anything, it, it just, he just didn't have it. He did not have any touch. And, and Zach has both. And what I, what surprises me in watching him, Again, I think I brought this up before, but he has such a quick release. And, and, and you watch him, and it almost seems like he's just flicking the ball. You know, he doesn't have, even like John Beck, who's one of his tutors, you know, he has a much longer windup in his, in his throwing arm. 
and mm-hmm. and Zach doesn't. I mean, he can throw it from low sidearm high, and he seems to be able to just pinpoint it every time. Well, and what's what's amazing is that he he can improvise and do that when he's not not just when he's set up in the pocket. Yeah. I mean, some of the greatest throws he had this year were were where he had to escape the pocket. He's on the run and he's, you know, even throwing off of one foot where he doesn't have time to set up. And he, and, and he still got that, that, like you said, that, that, that arm strength and just that quick release and still can put it on the money. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. It's, we're going to miss it. I'll tell you that. And what we're going to miss is, and, and of course we, I, I, I don't think we, I think we would have been not counting the bowl game. Um, I, I, th- I think we would have been seven and four. That's my, my guess, possibly six and five, but I think we would have been seven and four, but I think we would have picked up a couple with of our original games. schedule with the original schedule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think we would have picked up a couple and, and to watch him against some of those teams would have been really fun. And, and of course it's fun to watch him against the weaker competition also because he can dominate, but I think he would have had a couple of great games against some very good competition. And, uh, and, and unfortunately we didn't, we didn't get a chance to see that. Yeah. You know, the other thing that really the, the that you have to talk about with, with Zach and what, what makes any quarterback, a great quarterback is his ability to, to go through the progressions, right. To the, the, to, to be able to read the defense. And I think that's something that he doesn't get enough credit for is, is that's, that's another reason why he's had such a, uh, an incredible year is, is his ability to read the defense and go through his progressions to, to be able to read the defense and, and deliver the, to the right receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's, there's a, a lot, lot going, going on, on and he's got to be, you've got to be, that's what makes a great quarterback, right? Is making quick, you, you've got to be able to do that and you've got to be able to do it in, in a matter of a second or two. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, Sarkeesian in his senior year did a great job of that. You had Detmer who did a great job with that. McMahon did a great job with that. Um, and, and Max Hall did a pretty good job with that. Well, and John, John Beck, John Beck. Sure. But, but I think I, I don't, and I, again, competition is lower even from the days in the whack. Uh, but I, this is the best, this very well could be the best year ever, right? By any, any BYU quarterback and what the things he's been able to do again, it's hard for me to say that because I've always held Jim McMahon up at the top. (laughs) And uh, so it's hard for me to say that, but you know, it's been a thing of beauty. Well, I mean, I'm just looking at his, his, his statistics for the year. So 3,692 yards. Completion completion percentage seventy three point five. Yeah, and that's a which record. breaks that which breaks the record. Yeah, right. Breaks Steve Young's record. Was it Young or McMahon? I think it was Young at seventy. I think it was seventy or seventy one percent. Yeah. Um, but his average was let eleven yards. Yeah. So he was over that 10, 10 yard mark. Thirty three touchdowns. Only three interceptions. That's a big one. That's amazing. Yeah. And two of those three, one where it was off the hands of a receiver and the other one was a Hail Mary before the first half. 
right in, in the game last in the game against coastal carolina so yeah one one bad throw for the interception that that, that he had no question during the, during the whole year what about our defense i was shocked about our defense as much as anything you know i and again we did give up 400 plus yards but a lot of that was in in the, in the latter half of the game, when the game had long been over, we were substituting people in. I, I was shocked that we had that many three and outs and that we held Gabriel, who's a very good quarterback, uh, to really before the, before the fourth quarter, I think he was at about 140 yards, yeah. 50 yards maybe. He was 21 of 45 for the yeah. game yeah. with 217 yards. And the majority of those came, like you said, late in the game, along with his two touchdown passes. I mean, we, we were up 49 to 10, and that's when we gave up the majority of, of his, you know, his, his touchdown and, and yardage yeah. and, and same on the, on the ground. I mean, this was one of the most prolific offenses in the country. And like I said, the second best quarterback in the country when you when, when it comes to yards per game i mean he was averaging 372 yards a game why what do you attribute that to i mean i'll be honest i mean i don't want to say this about someone he looked horrible he was he sick i mean i'm serious <laughs> i mean he looked horrible i don't know what we all of a sudden did on defense not only that brian but you know wilcox didn't play he's our best corner You're right he did not even play. So it's not like, oh, I'm not going to throw to that side, but I'll throw over here. Our best cover guy was out of the game. Yeah. No, it's, look, I give all the credit in the world to our defense. I mean, you, you could say that, you know, that, that uh, you know, Gabriel wasn't on, but you got you got to credit the – you got to give it a lot of the credit to the defense. I mean, as much as we got on the coaching staff for the performance against Coastal Carolina – I mean, they dominated, again, an offense that averages over 500 yards, almost 600 yards a game. And we, you know, like you said, we still gave up 400 and something yards, I think 411, but most of that was in the fourth quarter. I don't know. I mean, I, our, our, our defense came to play. I mean, we, we were motivated. We were sharp. Uh on both sides of the ball and, and the defensive guys played their hearts out and, and they, we were doing something to disrupt, you know, their rhythm. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't pinpoint exactly what it was because I've seen uh, Gabriel play. And I mean, this guy's, this guy's good. And, and like you said, he did not, he did not look like the second, you know, you know, yards per game quarterback in the country. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was astounding. I mean, I really thought that we would have, our defense was really going to struggle against this offense and we dominated them. Tyler Algier had a great game. Um, 170 something yards, was it? 173 yards, yeah. Yeah. 9.1 yards per carry. That's all right. That's not bad. That's not bad. Excited to see him come back next year. Speaking of which, we lose no eligibility this year for playing so seniors if they want can come back and play very true here who do we lose to the nfl or maybe even someone who doesn't want to play again who are we going to lose off this team that's vital 
Well, we've we, we we've already we already know one, and and Brady Christensen announced today that he's he's going to the NFL. Um, he's the first first team All American that we've had in the program since Luke Staley. I mean, we're talking almost twenty years. That, um, that's horrible. That, <laughs> I mean, that's exciting for Christensen, but I mean. Whatever. I mean, yeah. again, coming from a time when you'd have several every year <laughs> when I was growing up, it's, it's like, what? Wow. Wilcox also declared before the bowl game. Right. So he was ineligible for the bowl game because he had already signed with an agent. Right. And a lot of people are going to say, well, Wilcox, I mean, is he going to make the NFL? Yes, he's going to make the NFL. I, I don't know that he gets drafted, but he very well could get drafted. And people need to realize, you know, he was, he was recruited to Southern university to, to Southern Utah. Okay. Yeah. By, um, Ed Lamb, Ed Lamb. Right. So Ed Lamb, I think I'm pretty sure that Wilcox is from Southern California and Ed Lamb found him. He was a two-star recruit. Right. And he said, even when he was the head coach at Southern Utah, he said, this guy is an NFL prospect. He's six, three, he's got all the tools good, great speed. And he was hurt a lot at BYU. So we didn't get to say, okay, well, this is like a great shutdown corner, but here's the question with a corner that you need to think about. Yeah. I don't know if he had any interceptions. I don't think he did this year. The question is how many times did you hear his name? Right. Is you never hear his name. Right. And the reason is, is because the opposing offensive coordinators no, we are not going to throw that many times over to him. He's very, very good. Right. So we're barely going to throw over to him. And you don't hear his name because there's hardly any touchdowns or great catches or anything that were made against him right. the entire year. And so it's, you know, when you don't hear a corner's name hardly ever, he's probably pretty good. Yeah. So he'll be gone. And then Tonga, right? Tonga's gone. Yep. Tonga's gone, uh, you know, most likely. What are we going to do with our, our three-man front, Brian, without Tonga no, anchoring With Tonga gone, <laughs> Come clogging on. up the middle. Jeez. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Maybe, yeah. maybe next year, Greg, is the year that we actually put, you know, more rushers on the line. <laughs> and, and we don't stay with that three-man front. How about Zane Anderson? Is he going to play for a seventh year? <laughs> he could he can play for a seven a year seven if he wants that's unbelievable yeah that's interesting yeah i don't know i mean he might be heading toward 30 years old <laughs> what about on the offense of the unit that we didn't talk about what about our receivers i mean what a year that milnes have oh has yeah had. fabulous and 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 romney too when he was of course he missed a few games but Milne went over, you know, a thousand yards. He was over 1100, I think. Over, over 11. Yeah. 11, 1188, in fact. And here's a guy that was a walk-on that oh, he's great. wasn't even considered a, you know, a top prospect. And now they're actually saying that he has a chance to make the NFL. Yeah. I mean, what a year he's had. Yeah. And, and, I, I, and honestly, if, you know, if Romney wouldn't have been hurt, I think Romney missed what three games. Basically virtually. Yeah. He basically missed three games. He started, I think one of those games 
and he got hurt pretty early on. So I think he missed three games before he went out. He was, I think I had counted, I think in five categories, he was in the top 10 in the country, including yeah. the number one uh, receiver in yards per catch yeah. know, at the time that he got hurt. So I think he'll come back well, he, he finished, very, very strong. He finished with a 19.7 yards <laughs> average. Yeah, that's, and, that's pretty and, that's and, and Mill on the average 17 a, car, uh, a yeah. catch. That's amazing. So Romney ended up with 767 yards. I have no doubt that if he had had been healthy and had not missed those, you know, three games, that he would have yeah. gone over a thousand yards as well. He would have had two one thousand yard receivers. Yeah, I'm going to advocate a little bit more for my boy Gunner too. I'm going to say, you know, Dax is also Zach's roommate. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a little bit of a bond there, you know. No question. Well, but uh, Romney, you know, will be, Romney's going to be the man next year. No question. I mean, he's going to yeah, be. Well, I think they both will. I mean, Mill improved himself. I think he's going to be, I think they'll both be great. And Pau is great. I think we've got some speed in Jackson. They'll develop a little bit more Epps. I mean, the, the receivers are stacked. We're, we're well, absolutely then, stacked with receivers. And, and what another great game. And what a freshman year for Isaac Rex. Another oh, yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, Bushman's probably going as well. Yeah, Bushman's gone. Uh, yeah. He's definitely at his age, and he, he can't you know, risk he, another injury. He was considering not, not you know, staying last year, and I think made the right decision to stay, and unfortunately got hurt, you know, before the season even started. But I, I think that he's, I think he's already showed enough, and at his age, he's it, it, it makes sense for him to declare. He's he's probably got to go. Yeah. Um. He's a legit playmaker. I'm sure love to have him back, but I think we're in good hands with Rex. Um, you know, what, what a what a year he's had. I mean, he, he again. I don't know that he has the same skill as Bushman, but he is. He's he's a playmaker. I mean, you, you can't ever. You just can't. You know, it's it's just it doesn't matter what sport it is. You can't teach that. Some guys just have a way of getting the ball yeah you know i think, I think basketball, maybe it's just got a way a guy you know it doesn't matter what sport it's just some guys just and he's obviously i mean i mean how many touchdowns has he caught this year it's been unbelievable i mean well he gets to come back as a freshman next year too <laughs> yeah right yeah so i mean anyway i think we're we're in good hands with, with our receivers and uh, is christensen the only guy we're losing then from the line are we going to get all those guys back everybody else on the offensive well line? again like you said they could some of those guys could come back but i it's it's it depends on whether they want to i mean MP hodge are those guys going to be back next year in a byu cougar uniform that's a good question i mean i think we'll know in the next couple of days with with a lot of our seniors um especially that 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 uh, have the potential to come back if they want. Um, you know, I think some guys will be ready to move on and some may feel like it's worth it to stay around for another year. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be very interesting, but I'm, so I guess, I mean, what are your thoughts on this football team and this program going forward? I mean, you, you pushed back on me a, a little bit last time when I said that we were a very good football team. Yeah. Um, I, 
with that win over UCF, that makes me even more excited about where the program is, where its potential, um, you know, what, what potential we have and where this offense can go. And I mean, we've got a lot of players that are coming back. Of course we miss, we're going to miss Zach, but we've got, we got Baylor, we got Hall, we got Conover, you know, we, we've got guys that can, you know, I think could fill that gap. They're not going to be as good as Zach maybe, but oh, we're we've got a lot of guys that have been in the program now for years. And yeah, you know, Grimes was up for, we are you know, Sarkeesian won the best assistant, by the way, uh, call for the college football okay. as the top assistant, but Grimes was up for that award. Yeah. Um, he has done a very good job with this offense. Agreed. No, and, we're pushing back when I said we're not a we're a good team, not a very good team. Yeah, we are. We are a very good offense. Yes, is what I'd say. And even though we've had those those games where we 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 dominated and and like I mean we started off with that Navy game where our defense was obviously incredible on the run defense and everyone was saying wow you know how good are we but we were not a very good defense throughout the year. I just don't see that. I mean we had. We had inferior competition. There were too many times where what you would see, if you had a, a middle, mid-level power five team, mid to upper level, po- level power five team playing those teams, those defenses would not give up what we gave up. And what I mean by that, it wasn't points. We did a pretty good job of that. And I know that's kind of how the defense is designed. But my point is, is that there were a couple of teams that are not very good at all that put together 13, 14 play drives against us, right? And that's, that's you know, early on when, you know, when I was talking with Brett in, in, the, in the first episode we did, that, that's what always scared me. I'd watch that, and they might come away with no points or a field goal, and, and it's like, okay, well, the, you know, they're, they're trying to manage the points, and, and I understand that, but it's concerning that we can't make a stop on third down. That's, that's my biggest thing is we, I, I don't, I, I, I'd like to look up the number. I haven't looked it up, but I, I would say that against very inferior competition, we had very few tackles for loss, right? And, and very few sacks yeah. against teams that we should have had a ton of those things against them, right? And we didn't. And, yeah. and, and you know, we shouldn't be allowing a team to get, seven, eight, 10 conversions on third down in, in a game and some of those teams. And we did. So is and, it, is it, is it go back to what we talked about before? Is it more than, is it, is it the players and the talent level or is it more just the philosophy of, Hey, we're only rushing three. So yeah, we're going to give up, you know, is the defense doing what they've been told to do basically. I think that they are. I think um, what, what's really bizarre to me is that two years in a row now, well, two years in a row, because last year when we went through those two games uh, that I talked about last time, Tulane and Southern Florida, where we lost both games back to back and they ran all over us. It, it, I mean, it was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And that's where we were rushing three almost the entire time on, on the defensive line. They, you know, I, Sataki would come out after each of those games and he would say, 
okay, we're going to change our defensive philosophy. We can't do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to become much more aggressive. We're going to have guys rushing. We're going to blitz more. Um, and it didn't happen. It might've happened for a game or so. It's like, it's like they're, it's like they're, it's kind of like they're like drug addicts. You know, they've got, they've got this, they, they, they want to change, but they just can't, you know, there's this feeling of safety and comfort, I think with this system that they've got of rushing three or sometimes four and, and there's, there's NFL teams that do it, you know, some that, that started, have started to do it quite a bit, actually, to some degree, but you, you can't do it on third down. Yeah. You know, I know that's, I know that's the time when you have to say, well, that's when you got to drop your eight or seven, you know, because it's, it, it might be, but if you're third and three, you know, you're third and three. We had a lot of third and threes and it, that, that we, that they converted against us. No, if you're third and three against our defense, I, if I was the offensive coordinator, I'd be running every time. Yeah. Your, your chances are very high. You're going to get three yards right. against our defense. Yep. And, and so, you know, third and seven, third and eight, that's a different deal. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're rushing three, four, but you, you've got a third and three. I, I don't understand that, but yeah. So I, I don't know if that's going to change, you know, and then at the, at the beginning of, in the off season this year, they said they're going to a four, four down lineman. You know, we do rush four sometimes and four down linemen, but that's a secondary, it's a, it's a secondary scheme for yeah. us. And so I, you know, we'll see, I, you know, that works fine against teams that don't have big offensive lines. When we go up against the big boys next year, they're going to kill us rushing the ball against a three-man front mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know like you said without a without and without tonga as the anchor in the center yeah it's yeah. like okay you yeah. know I, so i think we both feel then you know looking forward that the offense is is we feel really good about the offense and we feel like the offense is 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 much further ahead than where the defense is right now and I would say that even replacing Zach, you know, obviously we drop a level at that point, no matter who the quarterback is, but even doing that, there's no question to me that the offense is way ahead of the defense right now. Yeah. And, 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 and again, what I mean by that is that typically when we're playing against better competition, um, I, 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 it, it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing, you know, against, against some of these big boys next year, who's going to start next year at quarterback. That's a really good question. I mean, I, I, I feel good about Hall or Romney. What about and, Conover? Well, that's the thing. I mean, we don't really know, right. He's never, never played a down in college football. I mean, some guys are able to just come in and we've seen it, right? Guys that come right out of high school and are still be, are, are able to perform at a, at a high level, even at the, you know, in college. Is he that guy? I mean, we haven't, we haven't really, you know, seen too many quarterbacks that, that are really that good coming yeah. right out of, out of high school. Now he has had some time on a mission and, and, he, and luckily, because of COVID, you know, he was able to come home um, and, and get ingrained into the program and, and, and be, I believe, the practice squad uh, quarterback. So yep. he's, gotten a lot of, he's gotten a lot of experience. Um, so who knows? But, you know, I, I, I haven't heard enough from, uh, you know, inside people uh, to, to, 
you know, crown him the new, the new great BYU quarterback. I think, I think Romney and Hall are both very good and they've proven that already in the games that they've started. I think either one of those guys could, could do it. Now, whether Hall can stay healthy is a big question for him. I mean, he's already suffered a couple of concussions, but I, I like, I like Hall and Romney. Yeah. I think all three of them I saw, I've seen probably 10 games in person with Conover, maybe eight to 10 games in person uh-huh. in high school. In high school, yeah. Um, he's definitely got the tools. I mean, this guy that turned Alabama down. Um, well, you know, and, and, and Sol J is, is actually a really good quarterback too. And well, and the, and, and the coaches well. have said, including Roderick, uh, by the way, who was the one that called the – called the game against UCF, right? Because Grimes wasn't able to be there for the game. Um, Roderick says that, that he can do things that the other quarterbacks can't. Yeah. I saw, I saw him in his high school uh, was like the Aloha, whatever they call the, uh, the, the, the game in Hawaii. Right. Uh, the, the all-star game, so to speak in Hawaii for high school kids. He, he looked fabulous. Yeah. He's, he's, he wasn't super highly recruited, um, but he's an athlete, and yeah, that's three star. Saying. He's a three star guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do oh. think he had a couple of Pac-10 offers, but uh, who did you who did you think was the what was the biggest surprise this year? Who who was the who was the one player? Zach. <laughs> Zach. Right. I, I, I didn't. I mean, he had a sophomore slump last year. Yeah. I, he came out his freshman year, and I was like, wow, this kid, if he's playing like this as a freshman, he's going to be great. Yeah. And I know he got hurt last year, but even in the games where he, you know, maybe he was more hurt than he let on in, in the games he played in. But yeah, he did not look as good as he did as a freshman. He, to me, he regressed. Yeah. And, no, he, and uh, I was like, wow. I mean, I, I, I honestly thought coming into this year, based on his performance last year, that that Baylor had a real chance at starting, yeah. With Hall I think out, a lot. I think right? I think a lot of people did. Yeah, and 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 so that he's the biggest surprise to me. I mean, just just the way he has looked, he he didn't throw like that last year. Yeah, I, he did I, not I, look the same. Hard for me to argue uh, with that, um, but I think Algier. Yeah. I mean, to run for over a thousand yards. This is a guy that was, you know, playing linebacker mm-hmm. and the guy is a stud. I mean, he is strong and he is fast and he's going to be one of the best running backs we've had. in in, in you know, since definitely since Jamal, um, but I, I, he's going to be, he's going to be very good. He was a huge surprise. And then the other guy, of course, uh, was milled. Mm-hmm. I mean, He's our leading receiver. I mean, who, 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 again, no one was talking about this guy. He was no. a walk on and, and, and now he's our top receiver. And, and again, yeah. people talking about him, maybe even, you know, making the NFL. And of course you can, you know, Rex would be the other guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no one before the season started would even thought that he would even, have, you know, been mentioned. Yeah. I'd add one more that's not quite at that level, but that would be Micah Harper, the kid out of Gilbert, um, who started in a couple of games and was in, you know, he's a true freshman. I mean, that kid was in high school in May, you know, 
And, and to put someone like that out on an island as a starting cornerback, as a true freshman, we don't do that very often. Yeah. So, so that was, I'd say he was also, you know, as far as the defense goes, I think he's probably one of the, the biggest surprises there. No question. But let's get to basketball. Um, let's do it. All right. So we've had a few games since we talked last. Where are we at? Are, are, you know, are we better I, off? Are, I mean, are, I mean, we've had three games since then. We've won all three. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the first game. You know, uh, my in my mind, the biggest game of the year so far was the San Diego State game. You're on the road. You're you're facing an undefeated team, uh, a fabulous team last year. Um, they they had beat two top twenty five Pac twelve teams. You're going on the road. Yes, I understand you don't have the fan base that you normally would when you go there, but this is a very good team. And I, I really, I, I said this last. This no, is no, no fans dressed in white shirts and bicycle helmets. <laughs> I, I said this before we, you know, this game that this this game was really going to tell us a lot about this team. And 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 again, I I couldn't be more excited about Pope. I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am so excited about him as our head coach. And I, I hope that they do whatever it takes to take, you know, keep him, uh, you know, keep him at BYU. But one of the well, things, did something, I mean, they gave him some money. Yeah, no, no question. No question. And I, I think that the, the big time donors will, will step up. Um, there's no question. He's going to get a lot of, I mean, he, he's going to get a lot of attention every year. So uh, hopefully we can keep them. But I was so impressed with that San Diego State game. Um, Barcelo, <laughs> um, you know, people are talking about him now as an All-American candidate. Uh, he, he has been phenomenal. He was phenomenal in that San Diego State game. He had 22 points, seven assists, seven rebounds. I mean, just was lights out in that game. I was, I was shocked um, by this statistic though, in that game, we out rebounded San Diego state 40 to 25. Yeah. I saw that too. Like what? (laughs) I mean that I, I I would, yeah, I would not, I would not have, and and we held them to 36, you know, 36.8% field goal percentage. I mean, we dominated yeah, so who's, that first who's the half. Better, who is the better defense on the team, on, on the floor? <laughs> In that, on that day, it was BYU. Yeah. I mean, they're not no, a great no shooting question. team, but. Yeah. No, I, 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 we, we dominated that first half. And then, of course, you knew San Diego State was going to make a run. And and they did. I mean, they, they made it a very close game um, and, and came back strong, but. BYU really, you know, did what they had to at the end of the game there to, to, to seal it. And, you know, what a, what a great, that that's a San Diego state. Even Pope said this, he said, that's a team that might not lose a game the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, in in the mountain West, I don't know who's really going to challenge them. You know, I mean, obviously you never know, but I, I, I think uh, for Barcelo again, going back to him, to get 22 points when you know going in, everybody knows that's the guy you got to stop. Yeah. Right. You know, especially up to that point, 
he did have a good Utah game where others scored a lot of points, but you got to stop <laughs> him. And he goes seven for 11, 22 points, six for six from the free throw line. Um, no, it's, he's a player. He is. And he's a he, great defender. He, he might, he's right now. He is better than any of the three guys, seniors we lost last year. Honestly. Better than Toulson, better than Haas, better than. Do any of them do this? I don't, I don't know if any of them would have done that against San Diego state. Honestly, yeah. I don't know that they would have been able to do it. I don't know. Yoli Childs. I don't know. I, I think banging down low. I don't think Yoli Childs is able to do this. Yeah. With, with those San Diego state trees in there. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, right now, I don't know that. I, and, and as, as impressive as all three of those guys are, I, and, and he's not a Yoli child. He's not coming in at six, eight, six, nine, where he's got some huge hype on possibly going to the NBA. But I mean, I don't know for a college well, level, you tell me, tell shooting, me the guy shooting 61%. Yeah. He's shooting 61% and he's averaging what 19 points a game, something like that. He's dropped down because when we get to the next couple of games, we'll see that he didn't, he didn't score as much. He didn't need to. So he's, he's at 16.9 right okay. now. Okay. 17 points 17 a game. 17 points a game. Yeah. But, I, I, but, but he's also one of the top, he's our top assist guy. And he's also, you know, one of our top rebounders. Yeah. I, I, and he's a good, def- and he's a great defender. We'll see how he does going into, into conference play here. But I, I don't know that I put him at a level lower than those three guys, any of those three guys. Yeah. Last year. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, well, Harms had a, a solid game in against San Diego State. I mean, five of six from the field, 10 points, eight rebounds. Um, Spencer Johnson, three for seven from the field, eight points. Again, kind of solidifying his, uh, you know, his, his place in the rotation. Um, but it was just a gutty win. I mean, we just – there wasn't any other – you know, anyone that really had the kind of game that Barcelo did, but you know, no one's, no one else scored more than, you know, 10 points, but we, 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 we just, we played so well as a team. Yeah. It was, it was a great, great win to see great win. Yep. Um, what about our rotation there? Are we, are, is that, I, I saw that, I saw that Pope was, was interviewed at the end of the Weber state game. And he kept talking about that, you know, some of the couple of guys were asking him from the media, well, are you, are you getting more decided on, on whittling down your rotation down to like eight people? Yeah. And he pushed back on it. He said, no, if anything, we might be even adding more, hmm. you know, but he he, and then he kind of went into how George is really, he really likes what he does, even though he doesn't get a lot of minutes. Um, and uh, you know, Spencer Johnson and Nell and, and then he started talking about Lowell. And adding and saying, you know, we got to get Lowell in there. He's got it. We got to find a place for him and some minutes for him because he's going to be able to do things that nobody else can do. And, you know, that's, again, that's another four-star recruit that we've got on the team. One thing I saw that I was, I had never thought of before, all five of our starters are four-star recruits, right? So, so Lee, Harms, Harding, Barcelo, and Averett are all four-star recruits. Was Colby Lee a four-star? <sighs> Are you sure about that? I'm, not, I, sure I'm about- not sure about that one. I'm not sure about that one. 
I'd have to go back and look. If at you that. would put loner in there, then yes, because yeah, you, uh, but, but, but. It, no, that's, that's what it was. It was loner. It was so loner did start a couple of games earlier in the season. That's what I was thinking. It was loner. Not so right really. now it seems that the, that the, he's pretty set on our starting five, which is Colby Lee, Harms, Harding, Barcelo, and Averett. Yeah. Those, that seems to be the guy that really is seeing more time in the last few games is Harward. Yeah. And he's, I, and again, that's and somebody we, I, I mentioned I, that in our first podcast and he's really stepped up. I mean, he's, he had, you know, he was five of seven with 13 points, five boards in, in the Texas Southern game. Yeah. And then he was four of seven, 11 points. Um, against Weber state and he played 21 and 20 minutes in both of those games. So he's, he's definitely showed up a little bit. Yeah. Getting more time and, and proving to be a really effective. Yeah. And, and I don't know that he's going to end up ever being a starter, you know, but I, I just, I, he's doing what I thought he was going to do in the last couple of games. Yeah. And uh, um, which is exactly that four of seven, you know, I expect him to get five rebounds four or five rebounds, block a shot and play some good, you know, he's not the most athletic guy in the world, but he's just, he's kind of like Lee in that way. Right. He's just a big body. Yeah. And he just brings so much energy to the team, I think. Yep. And, uh, um, and energizes them somewhat. I'm still wondering <laughs> about Harding now again. I mean, he had that one good game and then, the last couple of games again, he's slipped off. You know, he's 0 for 4, uh, 0 for 4 San Diego State. I don't know what he did against Texas Southern, but Weber State, he was two of seven. Yeah. You know, um he well, has, he certainly hasn't. I mean, he hasn't been terrible. I mean, he he's shooting 40.3% from the field. That's not horrible. Yeah. Not not horrible. Um you, you What's expect, his three-point percentage? You know that he's going to be better than that. He's got to be better than that, though, if he's going to be in the starting lineup. But he's averaging eight points a game. But, you know, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, Pope is stuck with him. I mean, he's he's averaging 25 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, and his, What are his strengths is supposed to be three-point shooting? He's shooting 33%. It, there's no question he hasn't shot the ball like w- any of us were expecting yeah um so far this year um he had that one big game obviously against utah um but uh it has has not offensively been where, where we thought he would be that is double of what loner is at <laughs> points per game no three point percentage oh three <laughs> yeah loner's at 16 percent. yeah well i he's probably not shot too many but yeah um it was good to see Loner get uh, in that that Weber State game. He was five of six from the field with yeah. eleven points. Yeah, he's getting there. He's getting and he had eight rebound. I mean, he's our top rebounder. I mean, that's one thing that we know that he's brought to the table. Uh, we've talked about this, you know, multiple times. He'll get there offensively, I think. Um, but again, what what's what's a really? Uh, I think the strength of this team is our depth. Look at this bench. I mean, this isn't even counting Lowell, who, who's going to start getting minutes. I mean, right. You've got George, Loner, Harward, Johnson, and Nell. Yeah. That's not even talking about Wade, who's, who's been hurt again. 
you know, yeah. so those, those five guys, and then add Lowell in there, you've got six guys that are all very capable of playing. No question. No question. So that's, that's going to help. Um, quickly. It was, it was great to see uh, Averick go off against Texas Southern. He had a big game. Yep. Um, offensively 30 points, uh, in that game. And, uh, which was a decent, they're a decent team. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, definitely carried over to the next game because we, against Weber state, he put up 14, 14 shots, yeah. uh, only, only made five in that game, but, but, uh, he was one of nine from three. Point yeah. His, his, his three, his three point shot wasn't dropping that game. Yeah. No question. But, uh, and then Harms had another really solid uh, game against Weber, 15 points, six of nine from the field, um, you know, 16 points against Texas Southern. So he's coming on. Yeah. You know, like I said, before the season started, a lot of people thought he would be our top scorer mm-hmm. at around, you know, 15 points a game. And, I don't think anyone expected Barcelo to be as good as he's been offensively. Yeah, although I'll tell you, I mean, people don't realize, you know, Barcelo was our top percentage shooter last year. Yeah, well, you're well, right. Point, I, th- I know he was our top three-point percentage shooter. And I, I, he, I think he might have been our top field goal percentage shooter also at the time. And you know what? The, what I thought is, okay, he's <laughs> – you got Childs, you got Haas, you got Toulson that are getting mm-hmm. most of the attention – so yeah, he's going to get open shots, and and he did. He 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 nailed them last year. What what shocked me, and I think sh- has shocked everybody, is that now he's the man, mm-hmm. and he's he's still shooting, mm-hmm. <laughs> shooting sixty percent. Now I don't think he's going to be at sixty percent by the end of the season, but he's proven that he can be the go-to guy, and it, it wasn't just that you know he was getting open shots. Uh, you know, because everyone was keying on those other three players, you know, he's, he's, he's proven that, Hey, you know, I'm the guy and I'm still going to beat you and I can yeah. still score on you. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Arizona, his freshman year, he, he, he shot 31% from the three point line, 39% field goal percentage, 29% his sophomore year, 39 field goal. And then at BYU last year, he was 48.6 three-point line and 49.3 from field goal. I, I, again, I think that was the top. I'm not positive, but I think that was the top of the, of, of the players. Yeah, from what I understand at Arizona, uh, you know, he, Sean Miller really, you know, was all over him. And I think he had lost confidence. Mm. And, uh, and and knew that he needed to move on, and <laughs> we're certainly glad that he did. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's gotten. Uh, we're, we're we're seeing why he was as touted as he was out of high school, right? I mean, for him to get us, you know, to be able to go to Arizona um, as a guard, you've got to be a very very good player. Yeah, yeah. No. So I'm excited, and, and and the other thing that I'll mention, Greg, that I that that, that does excite me about you know, again our depth in this team is that after that San Diego State game, these last two games, Barcelo has not scored that much, mm-hmm. 
and we still won both of those games against Texas Southern, for example, you know, he only scored 10 points, but he had 10 assists Mm -hmm. and against Weber state, he only had 12 points. Well, what about the Utah game? Five points or five assists in that game. So he's still, what I love about him is that he's such a good all around player is, you know, even if he doesn't score 17, 18, 20 points a game, he's going to have a huge effect on the game because number one, he's going to get other guys, the ball. And number two, the guy's a great defender. Yeah. And he gets re and he, and he gets a lot of rebounds for a guard too. I mean, he's just, a, he's, a, he's a great, well, I mean, what a, what a great guy to play with. Barcelo had five points against Utah. We, we, That's right. we beat him by 18. Yeah. He had five points against Utah. So, so that is a really good <sighs> sign. And that was something we were talking about before is, you know, we got to have other guys step up and that has definitely happened at this point. So are we ready for conference play? I think so. I mean, I feel much better now. Again, you know, people, some people might say, well, you know, the rotation isn't exactly where it needs to be, but I feel very good about this team. And, and I feel very good about uh, coach Pope. I mean, I, I, I couldn't be more excited about this guy because, because I, I, I believe that, he's not only a great recruiter, but I think he really knows his X's and O's and he really knows how to make adjustments mm-hmm. and he knows how to get the best out of his players. And so I feel very good. Now, are we going to beat Gonzaga? Uh, that who, who can beat Gonzaga right now? Did I mean, you see them play Virginia last Oh week? my gosh. I mean, they're look. They're, they're, this is, cl- this is clearly the best team in the country. Yes. Okay. Not they an easy dominated Virginia. I mean, absolutely dominated, pillaged them in, pillared them into the ground. No, no doubt. A, a very good Virginia team. So we're talking about the best team in the country. So are, are we going to win the conference? No, uh, but we can finish second. And, and those first, after those first few games, I didn't, I didn't know if we were good enough to even come. Yeah, sure. You know, in second, I mean, I, I feel much better now. Um, that we can compete for that, that second place finish. And I think that we can give Gonzaga a game. I mean, I, I, I think that we can, we can compete. I think we might be able to compete with them. Um, likely to beat them. No, like I said, I don't know who can right now. I don't, I don't know if anybody can beat them. So I, I, I feel much better about this team going into conference and uh, I think we can finish second. And I think we can be in, I, I think this is an NCAA tournament team. It looks that way. It now looks that way. What I would like to see in conference, here's what I would like to see is I would like to see us win both games against St. Mary's. Mm. That would be nice. Just kind yes. of solidify. We are definitely the second best team in this league. Um, we've had a hard time with that. You know, we, we walked in early on and, where it looked like we were, you know, easily going to be the second best team. And we weren't after the first year or two. And, and so um, that, that would be nice to make at least that move forward. No question. And I think that, look, I think they, they are a, they are a very well coached team. Oh yeah. I mean, you have to say that, that, you know, even looking in the past that they, they probably have the second best coach in the league Yes, behind, behind few. Absolutely. I mean, that guy is a, he's, he's, he's a great coach 
and they have a they have a system in place that they've had for a long time and St. Mary's is a very tough team to beat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether it's at home or on the road. Uh, they're, they're, they're a very tough team to beat year in and year out. Yep. All right. Well, we've got uh, Pepperdine in San Diego this week, uh, both away. And, uh, you know, that should be two W's. But uh, we'll see how we how we get after it uh, coming into conference play here. I think it, uh, you know, the, the one thing about this year, especially since most of the teams that we play are on the, you know, or not most of them, all of them are on the West Coast, is that you're not going to really see any fans. Mm-hmm. So that's a big advantage for us this year uh, in conference play is True. You know how tough it is to play even in these, with these small gyms with, you know, that are packed and, and uh you know that it's it's gonna make it this this whole covid thing this year with basketball is gonna make a huge difference i mean winning on the road in basketball is i think toughest thing to do and and the fact that you're not gonna have fans there uh or or if you are very little is a big advantage for for visiting teams this year yeah very true all right go kooks Go Cougs!